Everybody, this is Joe Renee Seeler. Welcome to Creating the Platinum Age. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It has been a while since I've done a gifted webinar, and I am so glad to be here today. <sighs> a lot going on, as always, right? Let's start with some nice, deep, conscious breaths to really help us uh, just expand our energy fields and help us feel more of that heart-centered space. We're not getting away from our mind. Our minds are beautiful things, but we're just expanding all of the different kind of dials and switches and uh, conduits that we have available to us. Okay, so let's just take a nice deep breath. <sighs> One more, even deeper and slower this time. Oh, very nice. Okay. Oh, that feels better. <laughs> okay, I hope you can hear me okay. I realized that I did not um, sign in to uh, the member site to see um, any feedback that anyone has regarding the sound. Um, I said a lot's been going on, and that's, for me, like the understatement of my life. Um, <laughs> let me see if I can get down here. Okay. Very good. Alrighty. So I if anyone's online and <laughs> wants to tell me if they can hear me okay, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> uh, okay. So hello everybody. It's still April two thousand fourteen. Um when I'm sharing this live and I I hope all of you have just had an amazing April so far, starting with the March um equinox. There was such a um, a rebuilding kind of stage, I feel like, for a lot of us. And that doesn't have to mean a bad thing. It can mean a lot of positive, you know, um, expansive kind of new beginnings. And I was definitely going through my versions of that. It was a wonderful month. There was just a lot going on. Um, so <laughs> let me back up just a little bit. So <laughs> in terms of the format of today's show, what we will do is um, a little bit on current events, and then we'll do a special message for the day. 
and we will do a guided meditation and an opportunity for even further kind of expansion. And I look at it as rewiring um, some of our wires and, you know, uh, near what is it called synapses in the brain actually get shut down in our humanness just based on conditioning based on the energy levels that we're typically operating from so i can't explain how it works um but i just know that there are a lot of um triggering kind of positive effects that happen through the work that i do whether it's the message or the guided meditations and this one's free so hey <laughs> um, take it if you will <laughs> accept it and make it what you wanted to make it um, and then I think we'll do some Q&A today. That feels right to me. Okay, thank you, Angela. She just said I can hear you. Hey, Nova Scotia in the house. <laughs> okay. Ah, all right, so current events. Um, I do share stuff in my personal life, as you guys know. So we started building a house in January, and we just moved in on Friday, um, April 25th. So <laughs> there's that going on. Um, and just little, it's interesting how much my, my physical infrastructure of my world has been like, okay, it's like this one out and a new one in. I, I almost dropped my MacBook Pro, um, <laughs> my laptop, uh, I think it was the week of the move, maybe like the 20th or something. And I caught it, but I, my daughter had a little, a little, um, dongle so they call it it's like a little like a thumb drive almost but it's different anyway it was just enough of a of a bump that it actually cracked my lcd screen <laughs> so my primary computer has like probably a one inch uh strip down the right hand side of it that they have the new parts in at the apple store but i just haven't gotten a chance to get in there and get it replaced so new computer um we switched cars um new house and i just feel like there is this entirely new kind of literally infrastructure to support me. So this is the first sharing I've done from the new space. I'm actually uh, borrowing one of my daughter's rooms because <laughs> it just felt like the right place to do it today. Um, I didn't ask for her permission, though. So I hope, Georgia, you're okay that I'm I'm camped out in your room while you're at school <laughs> sharing with the world. <laughs> okay, very good. All right. So this rebuilding is extremely important, whatever that means to you, not just in our physical lives, but in a complete reevaluation. And I, I know that a lot of us have been doing that for years, if not decades, at this point in our expansion process, whether that um, includes a spiritual journey or um, maybe not even necessarily a spiritual journey, but just expanding consciousness, um, you know, raising your own kind of vibrational awareness, however you want to look at that. But this rebuilding phase was really important because there were so many, uh, I mean, you don't have to switch houses for this, obviously. That was just the way that I, one of the ways that I chose to have one of my upgrades. There are so many underpinnings of our system that don't fit anymore given where we want to head and where we want to go vibrationally, consciousness-wise, and just as a race of, of life called humanity evolving and we feel um, a group like this from what I can tell I know for me and a lot of people that I speak to in my work we feel like we're part of that evolution that we're actually seeding the evolution or setting in motion the evolution and I have spent the past um, six weeks while I've been packing and then unpacking and um, just various 
things when I'm not sharing with you guys, even when I was on vacation. I just, I love to ponder ideas. I love to consider how humanity got to its present state and reevaluating maybe ways that we can go about creating that new version of our human experience that feels more authentic to us, um, where we actually do feel more freedom, more authentic liber liberation, um, authentic free will, all of those things. And I know that part of the message today will be about the merging of so many different systems that have been intentionally, by divine design, siloed, um, science, politics, economics, religion, um, spirituality. You could probably put religion slash spirituality, but um, even education, they have been like intentionally um, bifurcated and where they fit in these different buckets. And when you start to intermix the two, um, sometimes people get very sensitive. And there's even, I know a saying here in the States that we say, um, never mix religion and politics and never talk about religion and politics in public company. But there's such juicy, <laughs> there's such juicy topics to talk about. Okay, so I'm excited for that part of the special message, a special message today because I have been just extremely um, interested and curious about different uh, belief systems related to economics and politics and government structures that are operating around the world and which ones seem to be working and more supportive of my personal value system and which ones don't. Um, and anyway, so it just it gets very fun. Uh, to kind of consider these things. So don't worry, though. It's, I mean, you know that what I do and what I enjoy is very high vibe. I don't intend to drag us through the gutter in any, in any way, shape, or form. But I am excited about the merging of some of these ideas. And what uh, an epiphany that came to me last week when I was in a, I want to say a self-conversation. It's just that inner dialogue I have. Um, I call it with my team. Look at it however you want to. It's with that inner voice um, that is available to all of us. And for some reason for me is can be quite chatty about things that I as Jill know nothing about. Um, and they're very expansive for humanity. It's it, this version of me that is not Mimi as Jill loves humanity. I mean, just, oh God, it just, I can't do it without crying. Um, <laughs> sorry, I haven't done that in a while. The deep, deep appreciation that, that I and my expanded self feels. <laughs> for what we are. I don't even have a Kleenex box. I'm using toilet paper. <laughs> I know there's Kleenex boxes somewhere in the house, but I don't have them right near me. Um, <sighs> so I care a lot on all levels of me about who and what we are and what we are going through, what we have gone through, and what we have available to us. And when I feel reason, more and more reason, to get excited about what's possible for us and say or do or share anything that can help spark that enthusiasm um, for those of us that feel like evolutionary agents, if you will, cosmic explorers and evolutionary agents, then I love to share on those topics because it's so easy for us to not appreciate um, or underestimate the power of 
<laughs> I did not expect this today. Um, the power of the human spirit and the power of the human experience and the value of the human experience. So for some that have come from other kind of schools of thought related to spirituality, I, you'll probably notice I don't do things like a lot of other people do. I'm not, you know, um, passionate about getting the hell off this planet so I can get out of this restrictive bodysuit. That's that's not how I'm wired. That's not how what I believe. That's not my value system. Um, I know that humanity um, and each human incarnation is a is a temporary experience. We I feel like we designed it that way. All of us in our our creator mode uh, version of us. So it's not that I want to end. I have no desire to escape from Earth. Um, personally, I don't feel like there's a reason or a need to escape Earth. Um, I also love the planet um, as an equal partner uh, to to each of us in our in our expanded self. She is one um, right next to us in this kind of ring of of um, experience here in this physical realm. So uh, please be very open-minded some and open-hearted. Some of the things that you may kind of walk into as a belief system into this experience, if there's anything that I say, even a very subtle way, that you're like, you know, oh, she must have meant this because that's not what I believe, please take a pause. I'm not forcing anything on anyone. I just get really, really excited about what I feel and what I'm shown and what I call my soul wisdom because it's what I know, but it's at a level that I was never taught it in my humanity. I wasn't taught what I share uh, from another spiritual teacher. Um, so I come at it with, I feel a very fresh perspective. I'm not, I don't want to be another incarnation of, or another version of what someone else already shares because they're probably doing a really good job at it already. So um, I don't, I mean, I'm curious about what others are saying, but it's not to teach me about what I will share. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that approach. There's probably more than, I mean, we could probably have 10 million Marianne Williamson's in the world and the world would probably be a better place. I don't agree with her on everything um, and probably on a lot of things, but I know uh, that I, I believe she means well and that her intention's in the right place, but I don't idolize different spiritual teachers of any kind. Um, I just look at it, we're all just trying to do the best we can with what we know. And when we feel our role as a spiritual messenger, it's almost like we can't stop ourselves from sharing. And I don't want to say promoting or proselytizing, although I'm sure it can seem that way, but just kind of like, hey, has anyone thought about looking at your world or your life or your journey this way? Um, and how does that feel? I think it's good to do that. A, a, regularly <laughs> um, and not take our belief system so uh, in such a static manner. I feel like that actually is what evolution is all about, is reevaluating different things to see how they feel to us. Uh, discern for yourself, how does that feel? Is it is it too radical for you? Um, does it feel comfortable to you? Is it scary to you? Uh, and then just uh, you know, what is your criteria for a value system that works for you? Does it is it supportive of all of humanity doing its own thing? Or are your values more about really kind of cajoling humanity to do and abide by what you want? Um, that I mean, that's very common among among humans. And it's not my way. <laughs> I don't want to force anyone into a narrow kind of cattle shoot of beliefs and value systems. And I love to 
think um, it's harder the other way, I think, to create systems where everyone gets to believe and, and feel what they want to feel and um, experience what they want to experience, but I know it's possible. Um, yeah, so I think I was kind of a rebel in this way for quite a long time. I'll just add really quickly that when I was very in, um, intensely interested in politics in my early and mid and probably even late 20s, um, uh, I had this idea, uh, what was it? I can't remember who was president or who was running at the time. It may have been the Bush-Gore election, Bush Sr. So that would have been... When was that? God, I'm losing my timeline here. Was that 1998? Is that right? I think that might be right, because I think I'd been married about six years by then. Okay, so... I was like, why can't we just, as states, I mean, because I'm a U.S. citizen, so why can't we just break up? And, like, if California really, really wants to have gore, then let's just let them have gore. <laughs> and for those that really want to, you know, be more Republican, let's let, let's, let's, let's let them have Bush. And for those that really don't want either of them and we want some sort of independent, uh, who knows what that looks like. That could be kind of weird, but and we could have this. Um, why can't we do that? And I think that actually could work. <laughs> Forcing even nations to be underneath one kind of ideology, just, I think we're so much more diverse than that. And again, human evolution, to me, that works us into more diversity, not homogeneity. And that's my value system revealing itself in that statement. So. Anyway, let's get started. I'm just <laughs> yapping on and on here. So, okay, let me pause and get a drink of tea really quick. Oh, alrighty. Okay. Awesome. Okay, who do I have in here? I've got my dog, Sam, camped out. He's been like glue to my side ever since we moved, just wanting to make sure I don't leave leave him anywhere. Um, my cats, one of my cats is probably in here. And then my friend's dog might occasionally appear. <laughs> okay, special, special message. So for those that are new to what we're doing here, what am I doing? Um, am I channeling? Mm, I don't call it channeling because I'm not leaving um, and letting something else or someone else step in. Um, to me, I'm I'm going deep, deep within um, into a space of knowingness that is beyond the time-space continuum, um, into layers of wisdom that I feel I kind of packed along with me for this ride to be Jill Renee Feeler, um, which is my real name. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I've never been led to change my name to a phony name. Yeah, just never felt like it. There was some judgment in there. Whoops, sorry. I have never been felt led to make up a name. Yeah, to suit me. But for those that do, that's fine. I, I'm just saying I'm not one of them. <laughs> okay, so so I go within, I expand my energy field, and I feel waves of energy. And then I kind of interpret them or I decode them, and I share them. And I love the process. For me, it's exciting because I don't know what I am going to say. Um, and I have honed my... Uh, I want to say consciousness level to the point that I I have a set criteria that I've been working with ever since I started doing this um, around 2008 2009 um, where it can't be limiting uh, to humanity 
and it also um, there's just a set criteria is it love based is it honoring of humanity um, is it honoring free will and the sovereignty of humanity is it is it promoting if you will and furthering the restoration of sovereignty to the human experience so that's my kind of criteria and that helps weed out a lot of I want to say just other stuff that wouldn't come from me and my soul self in my mind, but sometimes people get worried about the, the astral plane and being hijacked and your your message being you know infiltrated and all those things. So I watch for that. I do. I, I I'm I want to say aware of of what I'm sharing, obviously. So okay, very good. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Hmm. The big aha that I had over, I think it was just last week, was that the energy patterns that are underlying all of these different infrastructures that support, <laughs> sometimes not support humanity, uh, based on your own opinion, of politics, science, education, economic system, um, family structures, culture. There's so many different ways that we are experiencing ourselves in our humanness. And all of those different kind of slices of the pie of the overall experience have very similar energy patterns. And that's what I was kind of realizing. And sorry if that's so um, obvious to some. I don't, I don't mean to <laughs> be obvious. Um, but to me, it was huge because I was realizing that sometimes we, we slice and dice our lives in so many ways. And we slice and dice these very key components to the human experience in a way that we actually miss out on the bigger picture. Okay? Thank you for that. Okay. So all of these different pillars of the human um, experience are supported underneath by this very foundational energetic structure. And that's where I like to kind of, I don't want to say stir the pot, but awaken, <laughs> um, get the energies moving a little bit more. Because what what we are seeing, and I'm switching the voice to we because it feels like bigger than, it's obviously bigger than me as Jill and my and just my what I know and have been trained as Jill. What we notice is that some are kind of saying they want certain things and saying they believe in certain things and demonstrating a value system, and yet what they are supporting or condoning or even kind of fighting for in a lot of ways is actually out of alignment with that. So it is important to be very clear in this stage of rebuilding that started um, to me in, in my view Oh God! <laughs> when did it? When did it not start? It's it's on cycle for this great shift um, that the Mayans and the Hopi and so many others um, of earlier civilizations knew about in terms of the the turning of the wheel of the the cycles of of life and cycles of energy that are available in a reality like Earth. So it is time, literally, for um, the reawakening, and this is an, a very important component of that, what we are sharing here today. 
So it's not about just one of those pillars, just education or just politics. Once we are more and more clear about the foundational energetic structure of our value system, what we are passionate about, what brings us joy, and what we celebrate in our lives, we can be even more discerning about how those core value systems, if you will, at, uh, I want to say, an eternal level, a timeless level of you, your soul essence, if you will, and what you are, uh, what you feel like you are here to either represent or be an ambassador for or just kind of experience and play in, um, you can be even more clear about how you, how your ideas and beliefs fit together with that. And we shared a lot of messages <laughs> on um, the ability and the power of not getting confused, not confusing your self-identity with your beliefs and value system. That is where we get in a very non-evolving or lack of a or slower evolutionary state when we feel like, well, I am my belief system or I am my politics. I am my, you know, um, whether I'm free market or, or communist or socialist or Marxist or whatever. Um, when we identify ourselves in that way, it is much less easy. It is much um we're just more stagnant overall in our ability to reflect on, but why do I like that? And what is it about that that I think I like? And that way we can be more open to new information as it comes up when we start to see maybe facts or evidence or we hear more or learn more um, or just realize just more in general, have those big aha moments of, wait a minute, I'm for freedom. I'm for personal freedom and personal free will. And what that political system that I thought I was wanting to promote and um, set in motion actually doesn't feel to me like it really is promoting freedom, but I actually feel like it's lack even re reducing freedoms. Then we can be more clear about that. So this is where this balance between all of our chakra systems really comes into play. And we've talked about this in the Etna series is that we're, if we're too much um, and overemphasizing the importance and value and our time and attention and, and love and care to the upper chakra systems, we are going to be unbalanced in our ability for discernment about what is actually happening in this present reality and what we are actually promoting through our actions, our behaviors, um, our overall belief system and our, just our energy structure um, can get misaligned and we can think we're seeing things that we're actually not seeing that are not demonstrated it's that glass half full when it actually starts to um, turn in the rose colors glasses where you can't see the big picture and the authentic picture about what's really happening on multiple levels of energy we're not um waggling our finger at anyone saying anyone is doing it wrong this is so big because the level of empowerment that we have individually in each of our human body suits is so, so powerful right now, you guys. So every belief system you have, every value system you hold and embody is almost like a vote energetically for what will happen. That vote, if you will, of your value system transpires in ways that it's difficult for us to even comprehend. Um, it reveals itself, our value systems reveal itself in an almost infinite number of ways. What we consume, what we buy, who we hang out with, 
uh, our activities on the internet, our overall kind of computer and phone and technological activity is a reflection of that value system. Um, our, it matters. It does matter. And there are some of these groups um, that, you know, some of these siloed kind of forces that really, really emphasize numbers. We need big numbers. So in that realm as well, your number, <laughs> what you represent counts in that way too. So when there are instances where we may feel like, yes, you can count me in um, to anything, and then we, if we were really to look a little bit deeper at, okay, now how does that play out energetically? Or am I really looking at all the facts here? Is there anything I'm overlooking? Am I open to new information so that I can discern on a, on a moment-to-moment basis and adjust my thinking if I want to? Um, that is so important right now because where you are energetically is like a vote for where humanity is headed. I've never been about numbers. My natural inclination as Jill is always to say, and I don't know why, but I do know why. <laughs> um, because the power of each and every individual experience of humanity matters. Every single one of us matters. We've been operating in an age where the majority rules. And even just the majority gets counted in things that it really isn't authentically or didn't in a discerning manner choose to be counted within. So it is important for all of us to understand our power of our beliefs, of our values, and it is important for us to align them and make sure that we really are saying and operating in a way that is in more alignment with that core belief system. What do you truly value at the, at the basis of your energetic structure? Do you really want to impose your beliefs and value systems on others? Do you really want to remove the rights of others to choose for themselves anything and everything? For me, I definitely do not want that. I feel like that has been part of the challenge uh, with the separation age that made it so perfect, that age that we're coming out of and that is so beautifully receding, is that it, it was about control. It was about manipulation. It was about intentional misinformation to get the numbers where it needed to be for the groups to go in a certain, a certain orientation, a certain fashion. And as we awaken, become conscious, you know, awake from the sleepwalking, however you want to look at it. It doesn't matter. Different different camps look at it in different ways. To me, it's all, they're very, very related. But thinking for yourself in all of these different silos, they all matter because they all are a vote of your eternal energy for what you want for your future. Do you want to be able to decide for other people's future too? Do you feel like you could choose better for them than they can choose for themselves? I'm, I'm not in that group. I don't want that. I, again, that to me is a regression. It's not a progression. Um, it's a revolution, not an evolution. <sighs> okay. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Synthesis. Harmonic resonance. Further empower your eternal spirit 
in your humanness. When you are aligned in a way among yourself of how you feel about different things, what you care about and why you care about them, not at a, not at the camp silo level, but at the underlying level, you will be much more free to think for yourself, feel for yourself, and not um, not be counted in a group where you actually don't align with them energetically and you see that more clearly. This I know a lot of us have made some choices based on the lesser of evils, because at least it wasn't that, but we're more sophisticated than that now uh, from what I'm being shown. And we're, uh, <laughs> we're mature enough in a way <laughs> in, our, in our divine spirit to, to not even want to sacrifice in that way, to really authentically be clear about what would be the best outcome that we're feeling for now. And if that changes over time, wonderful. That's fine. That is not a sign of weakness. That is not a sign of um, of limited uh, intelligence. It's actually an authentic sign of independence that you, even in your own journey, I know for me, I've looked back, at, I've thought over the past six weeks about things that I have felt and believed and shared even that I'm like, wow, that's funny. I said this and I can see where that would be highly misinterpreted and I didn't mean it that way and I don't even believe that anymore. So I actually get excited um, because to me it's a sign of evolution. <laughs> so you got to be okay with telling, you know, kind of laughing at yourself like, wow, that's kind of funny that two years ago or two months ago or hell, two days ago, um, I thought this and I really firmly believe that, that I was part of that group um, or part of this idea and what we what was going to make everything better. And now I look back on that and I and I'm I see things totally differently. That's okay. Give yourself that freedom to change your mind. Changing your mind is a powerful force of source energy in the human spirit. See how we've been taught otherwise, right? We've been programmed that to change your mind is flaky, um, indecisive, um, unintelligent. You didn't have all the information, so you must not have thought things through. Um, well, it's difficult to uh, make decisions based on information when information is so uh, legitimately uh, filtered, um, manipulated, <laughs> and withheld <laughs> in so many realms of, of our societies today. So when you get new information, use it, discern it. Does it feel authentic to you? Does it feel empowering to you? Is it trying to change your mind and convince you of something? And for their gain or your gain or everyone's gain? I just love how it comes where everyone wins. And I know that sounds Pollyannish, but I know we're capable of that. I know that it is actually from the divine wisdom and the sophistication of creator spirit that tells me and that has me knowing that we can experience a physical world and a physical reality in, in a human form even where everyone can seek what they want and have what they want. We just don't yet have the systems that support that. We're going to have to create new ones and that's okay. We've done that before. Um, it doesn't always go we like we want, but you know, if we give ourselves the power of changing our mind um, and our energy systems to engage with our choices and our free will, 
um, maybe it won't be so hard and laborious. Maybe it won't require a coup, a political coup and bloodshed to um, change course when we want to. It's almost like I command that <laughs> now um, in my human experience. And I look for opportunities and ways that we can have more of that and help others see and so that they're really consciously aware of what, what they what they believe and what's aligning with that um, in those silos more more uh, divinely than than maybe what they think is. Being clear about your core beliefs is the start of all of this. So, what do you? I want to say stand for and represent at a really really core level. And of course, my favorite process for getting to that core level is to have that amazing self dialogue, where you're asking yourself a series of why questions. Um, you state a question, and then you give yourself an answer, and then you say why. And then you give another answer, and then you say why. And you get to a deeper and deeper core level of beliefs and values. And that is where your sovereignty is you know, situated as well. So that's where it's much less easily manipulated, um, hijacked, if you will, controlled by others that may want something from you or, or for you to act in a certain way that, that, you know, in a manipulative sort of way that they were just done with that, right? Okay. So all of it matters. So it's just funny when I think about things like, um, well, a spiritual teacher or a spiritual messenger, because I don't look at myself as a teach a teacher, I look at myself as kind of an inspirer and like you're uh, helping you remember and look at things in a different way from another perspective to give yourself even more room uh, to breathe and expand and evolve and know yourself. It's funny to me when there are these um, rigid structures that say that um, yeah, I have just another example of that. Um, I'll get into that in a second. But we have so many examples of how if you consider yourself spiritual or if you are interacting in a spiritual audience and you cannot talk about politics, it is, it is some sort of social taboo that I frankly have never really understood <laughs> because to me they are so intrinsically linked. <laughs> so it's kind of funny to me. And now that I think about it, um, when I was organizing my, my um, business, if you well and how I was going to do this work um, as a business, I looked at the different um, organizational business types, business structures um, that I could utilize. Um, and one of, I looked at a not-for-profit and 503C, I think is the name. Sorry, I don't uh, know text code. Um, but I think it's 503C is like a religious organization and they may even now have redefined it as spiritual organization. Um, that you, they are not, in order to get that 503C standing where you don't have to pay taxes, from what I understand, um, as the organization, uh, you cannot talk about politics. So they like forbid if you are um, a religious leader, um, at least in the U.S., then you cannot talk about politics. You can't promote a politician. You can't um, even express your political views. I think that's still that way. Um, I know it was that way when I <laughs> when I learned about this stuff as Jill. Um, Anyway, so I thought, well, that's not going to work, <laughs> and I, it's a lot of legwork to kind of prove yourself as a 503C. And then there were other not-for-profit options that I had available, too, um, and I thought that was fine because I'm not doing this for the money, although um, I wasn't wanting to not – I wasn't wanting to lose money <laughs> on it either. 
and I don't I don't feel like there's anything wrong with with earning a profit. To me, profit is not a dirty word. Um, so that whole idea that uh, the way that I was thinking about doing it as a not for profit, I had a, a friend that's an attorney, and she said, "Oh God, you don't want to do that. Um, you know, you have to form a board, you have to answer to your board um, of directors and all this stuff, and you've got to go through you know fundraisers." And I was like, "What? Why do I have to do all that?" So I still actually don't know if her advice was right because I know there are other not for profits. I mean, our our ski resort locally is a not for profit. They use state land. Um, they're a not-for-profit and they don't do fundraisers. They charge for things just like I charge for things and they have uh, revenues exceeding expenses is what they call it because they can't call it profits and our hospitals that way too. They don't do fundraisers. Um, so I know there's other ways to do not-for-profit, but anyway, I had enough information that I felt okay doing an LLC. Um, so I can talk about politics whenever I want to. But it's just interesting how um, ingrained the separation is. Um, and, you know, religious beliefs and spiritual beliefs is just like, no, no, we can't talk about that. We're not we're not in a spiritual conversation, so we can't talk about that. Oh, my God, how can you not? It, it, it's such an – all of these things uh, are a reflection of our value system and our belief system. So it's uh, – separating them just holds us back from being our wholeness and ourselves. It's so interesting. It's so interesting. And I even feel it, even in my spiritual communities, when I start to talk about um, economic systems or uh, political systems, sometimes I feel going, oh, (laughs) we have a lot of underlying um, economic choices, if you will, in terms of how how an economy should work um, and how a political system should work that are underneath a lot of us in our spiritual beliefs that we have not really looked at this is big because if someone actually asked um someone of us of that i know in a spiritual community so are you a socialist they may say no no no, i'm not a socialist but yet when you start to ask them certain questions about what they stand for what their values are they actually are promoting in many ways perhaps unconsciously socialism now some of you may love socialism and you may stand proud and say yes and for socialism. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you otherwise. I'm not. I'm not for socialism. And the more I hear about how things actually work in some of these, um, I want to say, lauded uh, socialist um, countries and economies, it's actually not as great as what some of us in the West may have been led to believe. Um, I encourage you to do some research or even travel there and spend some time with locals there about what kind of choices they have and does it honor your other belief systems about freedom and free will. Um, I've heard a lot recently about Sweden, (laughs) thanks to Red Eyes Radio and um, I will find the link and post it um, so that you have it. It's a really fascinating interview with Henrik and Lana um, on how Sweden actually runs and how they are held up as this uh, poster child, if you will, poster country for this idyllic society. And there is a whole other interpretation and perspective of what is happening and has been happening in Sweden that is not, that is not what we want. In my view. So when I check in with us on a spiritual level and on an energetic, that was weird, energetic level, in terms of what we need 
in terms of an economic and political systems to support us, levels of commerce and free flow of, of commerce and ideologies and uh, sparking, you know, the human spirit and the creativity. That is not what is happening in Sweden, you guys. So I don't know if we can point to any country and say, that's it. Let's just replicate what they've done. It may be harder than that. But it's going to be worth it because we're worth it. <laughs> Humanity is worth the effort to really reevaluate and really look at things that we may not want to look at and really reflect on what works and what doesn't. And I, I frankly just don't believe in that truth system that what you focus on, um, what is it? What is it <laughs> from the uh, law of attraction and um, Course in Miracles, I never, I never studied those. So, uh, what you focus on expands, or something like that. I know you guys, you guys are like saying it right there, and I, I can't hear you. Um, but what you focus on expands, or what you look at, you attract, or it's something like that. <laughs> I don't believe that. I really don't. Um, and I also don't believe, and I know I've shared this before, probably in a remembering workshop, that um, you know, in spirituality, a lot of us have been taught, or and or we just believe that the universe only knows yes. The universe only uh, speaks in a language of affirmative. And I remember, I think it was may have been 2012, a couple of years ago, when I was in my shower and having that inner dialogue conversation. And I was like, that doesn't feel right. And they said, of course, that's not right. <laughs> and they said, we know what you don't want. When you say you, you don't want to be late or you don't want something to happen, we're not and we're not less intelligent than you. I mean, we're. <laughs> if you look at it this way, um, if you believe that that inner part of you is part of the eternal consciousness and the eternal wisdom that helped create a reality like Earth, that is your creator-ness, how is it possible that the human version of you would also create some other extension where there's an anti or a non or a no that the eternal consciousness wouldn't know about? <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> so that was so freeing. I totally remember that day because I was like, oh, my God, I feel so free. <laughs> because, I mean, I can say, okay, this is what I do want. This is what I don't want. Or I really like this or I really don't like that. And you can hear me. Um, you, you, my, my Mimi. <laughs> can hear me on that level. And I'm like, well, of course they can. Well, I don't know how we came up with that idea. And I don't even know where it stems from. But I just don't believe that anymore. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And there's a lot of things that we don't focus on that are there. So how did they get attracted if we didn't even focus on them? I didn't, you know, some things that we didn't even know about that we weren't even conscious of that are there. Um, and yet we realize that they're there. We didn't focus on them to get them there, but they're there. And we realize, you know, ideologies and uh, manipulation or mind control or whatever, whatever things that we don't like <laughs> have been there all along and we didn't even know it was there. So how is that? You know, your mind creates, your thoughts create everything. The, the collective of humanity creates the experience here, not just us. So we are in a collection, collective soup of so they say 7 billion or so humans and collectively we create a lot and there are in my truth systems um, certain realms of humanity that have I want to say wisdom or technology and we talked a little bit about this in the March remembering workshop I think it was um, yes I think that's right 
March 2014, um, about the technology that's used for um, kind of promoting slash controlling um, ideas in humanity and different things that benefit maybe a fewer group of individuals, but they've got so many um, systems in place to control the vast majority of humanity that we don't even know we're being controlled. So it's fascinating stuff, you guys. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, okay, let me, I know there's a, there's another big layer here. Let me be silent for a moment so I can get it. <sighs> okay. Some may be disheartened by the idea that it isn't pre, pre-created for us, that there isn't a country we can point to or a leader right now that we can say they've that we can point to them and say, okay, they've got it all figured out. If we just follow them, it'll be easy peasy. Uh, We can just, you know, do what they tell us to do. That's not honoring your sovereignty. That's so much stepping out of our sovereignty and stepping into a system of following the leader that to me was never the part of the original human creation, the original human blueprint. But we've gotten that way. And it's totally understandable. And um, I want to say, it's not like we get a pass and we want to keep going that way. But it's totally understandable how we got to this point where we're always looking for the answer, the system, when in so many of these instances, and maybe even perhaps all of them, the answer hasn't been created yet. And when it is created, it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all. So when you sense that, please pause. When you sense that your beliefs and value systems that you are holding at the present time or that in others that you come across is somehow proposing that it is the end-all, be-all for everyone and that everyone is just going to love it, please pause. Please reflect on whether that's possible or plausible to you based on the, I mean, we are unique aspects of source energy. I, I think the less we agree on things, probably the more on track we are. So we need systems, in my view, that not only support that free will and freedom and unique expression of sourceness that we all are, but promotes it. I don't want radical and you know new ways of thinking to be just tolerated. I want them to be inspired and provoked and nourished and celebrated. But that's not what we have right now, you guys. We have the exact opposite of that. When we have someone that is standing against the grain and going with their own flow of source energy, they are consistently, um, there's just a pattern of you know neglect and abuse and isolation and ridicule. Um, that many go through, and this this humanity has been like this a long time. I love to use these examples of Galileo. Um, gosh, there are so many. 
Van Gogh or those that were embraced by the fringe of society for their genius. I think of so many musicians and art, musical artists. Um, I'm not a big Morrison fan. Jim, is it more Jim Morrison? The Doors. I'm not a big fan of that music. No, <laughs> no, no, no offense uh, uh, inferred. No, no. I don't mean to step on anyone's toes there. <clears throat> it's just my personal tastes and preferences. Um, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, they were they were embraced by by and that group that embraced them was kind of deemed the fringe. <clears throat> it's just it's really interesting. Yeah. But they didn't have it all figured out either. They were trying to be themselves in the best way that they could. But it was not easy. They had to go their own way in many instances when they even from their own kind of inner circle had to say, sorry guys, I I got to do it my own way. And some of their inner circle uh, kind of supported them in that process, and some said, yeah, "You know, I'm out of here. I can't. I can't support you if you're not going to believe and agree would agree with me on some certain things." There are some tough choices, and sometimes we do uh, feel the need to alienate ourselves from others that don't believe what we believe or don't see the things the way that we see them. I don't feel like we have to do that either. I, I still believe, and I hope I continue to believe because I love this belief system so much, my value system, that we don't need to demonize those that think different things, that think differently than we do. We don't need to hate. Um, we just, we don't have to, you know, uh, love what they love either. But appreciating, this is important, hang on. It is in the celebration of your own freedom where it's almost required, I would say it is required, that you also celebrate the freedom of expression and the freedom of, of being unique, um, the free will of others alongside it, or you're limiting your own freedom in the process, even if you happen to be in the majority. And that part of your incarnation, and lucky if you are, right? So this group that we are a part of, we know we've never fit in a box, right? We know that. We know that we've stood out from the crowd or that we have felt like we never fit in or, you know, we were always the black sheep or whatever. Some of us identify ourselves in that way. Um, and it doesn't have to be a victim kind of orientation either. I just always knew that I kind of thought, differently about a lot of things. I'm very independent in a lot of the ways that I get from point A to point B, and I've just kind of always been okay with that. I never felt the need to go, oh, it's always been so hard. It's been so hard being independent. I've never felt the need or the benefit of doing that. Um, but what I was going to say there is that sometimes when we when we do find kinship in a group or a movement or something like that, it's kind of like, oh, thank God I finally fit in somewhere. 
but maybe in that process we've compromised um, some aspects of our belief system or value system and we overlook certain things that are being promoted actively in that group and maybe we haven't thought all the way through or discerned all the way through what they actually are saying and what they actually want the world to look like. We haven't kind of forecasted that out energetically and what would that world be? I never want to live in a country like Sweden based on how I've heard about it. Now, that that interpretation could be wrong, and if I get new facts, I will reevaluate that. Um, but so far, they sound right on, that I would not want that. And I'm Norwegian. <laughs> I'm Scandinavian. I have, Nor- I have Norwegian. I have uh, Swedish, uh, some Finnish. I have German heritage. I think I have some Russian heritage, um, some French. I think that might be it. Anyway, so... Those are my peeps. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fascinating. I kind of, oh, that was the other thing. Thank you. I just felt this kind of wave of energy that was like, wait, we also wanted to talk about this. You're right. Um, consider, for those of us that are American, consider what brought your heritage here. Because what I felt really strongly this past week as well is that some of the things that our ancestors were actually coming to America for, some of it is, or maybe a lot of it, is actually being um, kind of unconsciously or even subversively um, reverted, where what we came, what our hair, what our ancestors came to America to create and set in motion, and have was is actually not what we I mean it's at the opposite end of what we are turning ourselves into and that if we are turning ourselves into um something that is what our ancestors escaped from risked their lives for maybe we want to relook at that we may just want to think twice maybe even three times or longer about everything we think we want. There's a lot of a lot of energy invested in certain outcomes and it would be naive to not think that your number doesn't benefit a certain group because it does. Maybe we can create more and more um, outcomes where the numbers don't matter. And actually, maybe the smaller the number, the better, because <laughs> it's just proving the sovereignty. Maybe that will be the, the yardstick of, of that it's a winner. <laughs> is that it's so small <laughs> in number? Oh, God, I just, I don't know why, but that is so funny to me and probably so dead on. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Okay, so <laughs> I love it when I make myself laugh. That is too funny. I love it when it's like totally the antithesis of what we thought. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you're actually more right. When when your group is the smallest group ever, then you know you've got a winner. <laughs> it's like a group of one. Yay, I've only got one person on board with this. It must be good. <laughs> we do exactly the opposite right now. <laughs> if you're not viral, then you're not good. Whatever. <laughs> It being viral means tricking a friend into thinking that a frozen surface is surface water that they can go and jump and leap onto so that they can hurt themselves. Then I prefer to be non-viral. Thank you very much. <laughs> hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, very good. 
All righty. That feels good and complete from a special mes special message um, context. <laughs> oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> Let's take a nice deep breath. Okay. And I have a lot of special um, kind of news events and special announcements to make at the end, so I want to make sure I make time for those. Okay, so let's take some callers. We haven't done that on this new system yet. Now, now you've noticed, obviously, that I'm not using Bog Talk Radio right now. Okay, so if you are live and want to make a comment or ask a question, um, feel free to do so. Oh, and you guys have already been on here. Very good. Okay. Okay. Oh, John is making a comment. He's saying, or no, it is a question. Does this, hi, John, by the way. Love you, brother. Does the soul vote go into the Ethernet? Oh, and he's defining the the Ethernet as the unified consciousness field. Ooh, that's, I, I, I see where you're going there. Okay, so let me stay focused. Does the soul vote go into the Ethernet, which will change the illusion of reality? If it is in alignment with the divine will and the greater good, are all votes equal weight or do the higher vibration votes count more? Oh, that is, there's a lot of fun layers to that question, John. Let's see. And I'm happy to offer my opinion and perspective on that. Okay. So yes, the soul vote does uh, permeate, if you will, into the Ethernet. And now I'm just laughing because I love to kind of notice that the energy of words is so powerful. Ether, the Ethernet, and the power of the ethers. Um, uh, scientists, by the way, that understand that the ethers is not um, a solid. Oh, God, who was it? I heard this recently. There are some of our scientists in history that we still kind of look up to, if you will, and idolize. I think um, Einstein was one of them. Let me just see if the if that vibration is available. Um, whether he felt and assumed that the ethers were a solid. Yes. Okay. Um, so some scientists like Einstein felt like the ethers and treated the ethers as solid, um, rigid, you know, inflexible, not going anywhere. <laughs> it may change form a little bit, but it's solid. It's solid. Um, so, hmm, interesting. Anyway, but still dynamic there. I get it. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry, now I'm all over the place, aren't I? Okay. So, yes, the soul vote, if you will, goes into the Ethernet, um, whether it's conscious or unconscious, by the way. So, that's where I, I, that's where I get so excited because I like to help kind of like fluff up um, the way that we behave, the way that we act, our values and beliefs that in many cases is operating in the unconscious realms of ourselves and we don't know it because it's unconscious. So, when we can kind of, ref when we can reflect on that, notice that in ourselves, um, be more aware um, not of all the bad in the world or anything like that, self-aware even of why we believe in what we believe, why we, we resonate with a certain movement or a certain cause or action or something like that. I tend to not like group things. The bigger the event, the less likely I am to go. <laughs> I, I guess I'm just that way. It's not like I'm, you know, agoraphobic or anything. I just, it's kind of like when there's that many people, I'm just like, it diminishes my pleasure and joy in the experience. I don't know why. It just is. Um, so I'm not, I typically don't get involved in movements like that. Um, but I know some people get really excited about it. I think because they want to feel like they belong to something, which is, for the human spirit, very tangible to a lot of people. Not to all of us, though. 
and not necessarily to our sovereign kind of layers of self. So yes, it does affect, hence change, the illusion of reality. Um, it creates actually the illusion of reality. That's part of it is the ethers and the uh, computer realms, the technology, um, the technological components of how we express and how we seek and how we do research, all those things are part of a vote, if you will, on what we represent, what we value, what we appreciate, what we honor, etc. Okay, uh, which will change the illusion of reality if it is in alignment with the divine will and the greater good. See, this is the interesting part, um, because we have actually been, because of the separation age, uh, okay, whoa, whoa, we're going into another big, huge arena here, John. Uh, let me just spend a moment here. This may be the only question I get to take. <sighs> okay. What is for the greater good is also on it it depends on the 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 person's perspective so i also i think was of the belief system and now i'm just realizing i'm i may not be i may not resonate with this anymore i when some of us say for the greater good we assume that there is something that will be good for everybody on some level whether they're conscious of it or not and now what i'm realizing is that sometimes we've done that in a way that does uh it is submissive to the human spirit and is subversive to the restoration of sovereignty to the human experience that was huge right there okay okay so it doesn't always have to be in alignment with the divine will the only thing it has to be in alignment in is in the energies available to that age Okay, now this is where we get into some super, super big stuff that I don't even know if I've adequately expressed late of late. I know it's written in tons of things I've written that I haven't shared publicly yet. I'm sorry for that. I don't know what to do with it all, you guys. Seriously, I don't know how to put it together. It's all over the place and it's on multiple levels and it's very, it's not clear to me yet how to fit it all together and say, here it is. But I know it will happen because I'm excited and I know it's important. So there all of these cycles that we were talking about before, these grand cycles and the minor cycles that are within the grand cycles have energetic structures to them. We still have available to us the energetic structure of manipulation, of control, of, um, so the divine will is <laughs> really the divine will for uh, any age is that anything can happen and yet there are substructures of energy within that that kind of can limit what can happen and do have kind of a set kind of framework of this is more likely to happen. So in the age that we're coming out of, the substructure of anything can happen was in a unconsciousness is the norm. Um, we dialed everything down energetically to a lower base kind of of energy where um, frequencies get shut down or not turned on or turned off. Um, so many different scenarios for what happens here, but we get shut off from our divine self. And that's why we have what we have right now. So we, those of us that incarnated in the cycle in my truth system, at some point said, I'm going to go and see what unconsciousness is like and to forget that I'm God, to forget that, that I am source energy. And I'm going to do that among all these others that are going to incarnate at that same time. And we're going to all pretend that we're not sovereign and we're going to pretend that we're, 
I, I, it's just, it's so funny to me. So anyway, that's what we were doing. And that part of the freedom of independence to me is still part of the golden age. To me, the golden age isn't a, okay, now everybody's going to want the same thing. So then how do we get past hate and war? That's the part I, I honestly don't have figured out yet. If everybody gets to do what they want, then then how will we not have that? We won't choose that when we are conscious enough to realize that we're shooting ourselves. Okay, got it. Not because we are all one, because that statement is so manipulated right now, I don't even want to say it anymore. I don't even know if I used to say that. Um, we are all one applies to the, the most expanded realms of energy. We are all one was never meant to apply to a physical reality like Earth or any other physical reality where we get to come down here and incarnate and pretend that we're not source energy. And then in our case, going into this platinum age, we get to remember we're source energy, but we get to do it in a way that's conscious. We get to stay physical. Um, and through consciousness, we will realize the I want to say the stupidity, gosh, that's a judgment statement, but for obvious reasons. Um, so I'm going to let it go. <laughs> the stupidity of war, the stupidity of hate and, and that kind of thing. But it really is out of unconsciousness that we have hate, war, all of those things. Um, but there's still a part of the options here. And might they still be an option going into the platinum age? Yes depending on the value system and the belief system that beings are representing and holding within themselves. <sighs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. There's a part of me as Jill that's just like, well, that sucks. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, I, I totally, you guys, I'm right with you and with a lot of you that, that really are like, we don't want any war. We don't want any hate. Um, just be very cautious in how you want that to happen. Because if it's through another form of coercion or manipulation or, or uh, manufactured happiness, like apparently is going on in Sweden and some other um, culture, cultures and countries, that isn't working either. So that isn't this utopian society that we thought we wanted either. I know we'll create something. I know we are offered an energetic range in this timeline and in this time phase that is unprecedented. I can feel it in my own human evolution. And I know that you guys can too. And I don't want this evolute. I want to say evoluted. Is that a word? Evolved. <laughs> it's probably better. Evolved uh, energy form of me as Jill Renee Feeler to be utilized in a way that I am not supportive of, that I am not on game with, um, that I don't like where it's going. I don't know how, all, I don't know all the ways yet to unplug from the ways that I probably do support things that I don't intentionally want to support because it's not easy. <laughs> it's a lot harder to kind of unplug from some of those things. But I know we're capable of it. And I, I believe that that comes from further freedom for creative solutions and promoting creative solutions and mavericks and rebels and fellow independents that, that, um, 
not independence in a political ideology kind of way, but just people that think for themselves, um, that come up with new ideas that weren't just regurgitations of what they thought they heard or parroting back what someone that they trust said, that they really for themselves think this is a really good idea. Um, and they came up with it kind of on their own kind of thing. And they, they're in love, in love with the idea of what they have. And it sets in motion a whole new game board. That's what I want. That's what I want to spark and foster and nourish and celebrate. Because I know that we're capable of so many things. We've come, I mean, this, the elaborate nature of the separation game is just so genius. I just can't wait to see what we'll come up with in terms of the restoration of consciousness and the awakening that is underway right now. And it's unstoppable from what I from what I know, what I can see, what I witness, what I have evidence of. The level of evolution that's present within our human journeys right now is what would have taken numerous incarnations uh, to experience and come across. So that Hindu version of you start, and I didn't study Hinduism, so I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong, but the Jill version of what I understand of Hinduism and, and reincarnation is that you start at just this really, really naive kind of state of, of unconsciousness. And through multiple incarnations and a series of incarnations, you become more and more wise to the point that you don't need to incarnate anymore. I don't believe in that. And I don't know if that was ever true. It, it's not true for me, and I kind of don't care um, because I'm not interested in it. That doesn't, to me, uh, I just, I don't go there. That's linear growth and linear progression, and I'm much more a fan of quantum, quantum progression, nonlinear growth, <laughs> um, where literally anything can happen. And when it's in a conscious spirit, it's not chaotic. It's not anarchy in a negative way. It's it's sovereignty unleashed in a really empowering way that can look scary to those that want to know what's going to happen when. <laughs> All bets are off when you're in that game, when you're in that kind of a game. Um, I think that's actually what I want, though. It is. Because the more that we are conscious, the more that we can trust ourselves to be able to respond, no matter what anyone else's, you know, uh, saying their idea is we're not so offended by other people's ideas so we can we can handle it when somebody says well, I don't agree with that that's just wrong or somebody comes in our face or come, we read something that's totally opposite of what we believe we don't have to freak out about it um, but we don't have to agree with it either we don't have to just take it like a you know, like a poison pill and just kind of lie there in a comatose state saying okay I guess I'm robotic now you know We've got to get on board <laughs> with our sovereignty and think for ourselves and, and act in a discerning manner. And, of course, for me, love and unconditional love is underneath all of that. We haven't even spoken about that today, which is kind of funny. I didn't know that was possible, but then we just brought it up, so it wasn't possible. <laughs> love for humanity. Yes, we did start off with it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Very good. So... I hope that helps. I know we added something totally different there in terms of the divine will and the greater good. I don't think that's what we thought it was. Okay. Are all votes equal weight or do the higher vibration votes count more? Oh, goodness. In many ways, the more conscious vote wins um, because it has more energy to it. It's more alive, literally alive. Um, so it's got a bigger 
jolt kind of to it energetically. So it it's not about, you know, the thud weight, if you will, of somebody's vote isn't based on how many are in that camp anymore. Um, but it it's almost like that the vote count in terms of, of weight doesn't matter like it used to as much either. It does on some level and I'm not I'm not wanting to sugarcoat that or deny that because in terms of recreating infrastructures and things that support such a radical idea as we're talking about here, um, if that is going to take some, I want to say team effort, um, and some kind of firm positioning in terms of no, no thank you, <laughs> or hell no, <laughs> you know, to any sort of force or unconscious source or whatever whatever we we label it, that would tell us otherwise or that would try to convince us that their idea is something different than what we clearly see that it is. Yeah. So that's going to get really interesting as more and more of us say, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, what, what's going on here, you know, um, and start to see, reconsider and reevaluate and resource ourselves energetically. Oh, that was so fun. Resource re-engaging source, eternal energy, in ourselves to re-energize ourselves and come at it from another angle. So it's not this. It's not this polarized um, kind of uh, waiting and then that kind of waiting, W-E-I-G-H-T, waiting kind of thing where it's, you know, force and might and all of that kind of thing. Um, or even vibration, which some of us use in a kind of arrogant kind of way too. And I know that you're not, John, but some of us are like, well, I'm higher vibration, so I'm mightier than you. You know, it's it's a superiority complex. That's just another version of polarity, you guys. Please don't fall into that either, right? We're not better because we're more expanded. We're more aware because we're more expanded. And we can do better, in my view, because we have more choices that we're actively, honestly considering. Um, so our choices are more discerning, and that means betterment. That means evolution, in my view. But that doesn't mean superior superiority in terms of anyway human worth or weight or etc but it's easy to look at it that way <laughs> i get that okay so no it's not that the higher vibrations count more in that sense but the power if you will of the human spirit that's alive and conscious and engaged with the source energy that is the root of humanity that does uh, carry more weight if you will but it's it's kind of an and in that regard. I don't have a, a clear answer for you because I, I don't want it to be misinterpreted. Okay. Oh, Mary, thank you from Bahrain. She's saying no question here, just a big hug and thank you to all the team. So lovely to hear your voice. Oh, thank you, Mary. Oh, I love you. Okay. Very good. I know we need to, we're going to go over a little bit today. Okay, and John is just saying thank you. Wow, <laughs> he's saying the God of our understanding. I know, seriously, that when we are capable of understanding at this level, how is that not a sign of evolution that we're not like short circuiting and like, miss, you know, <laughs> his head spinning around um, with the conscious awareness that we have and the ability to address some of these amazing good questions. So, um, yay for all of us, right? For knowing these questions to ask, um, having, you know, I, I celebrate my own ability to provide an answer for you to consider for yourselves. And I celebrate your ability and your divine empowerment to choose and discern what feels right for you. That part we did get right. 
in the New Age movement of the only thing we can control is ourselves. But if we really believe that, then why on earth, literally and figuratively, are so many of us that would cons- – I mean, because I, I, it's so easy for me to, to kind of put myself in that group of New Age, and yet what it stands for um, in so many ways is not what I believe. I'm not for a redistribution of wealth. I'm not for, you know, escaping from the planet and, you know, getting the hell out of Dodge and superiority complexes where if you're enlightened, then you're somehow better than the rest of the humans. Um, but there's just a lot about the New Age to me that is not functional by my value according to my value system so um the term doesn't even fit most people that are probably thrown into that group though anyway so again it's a stereotype but we need to embrace so many more levels of our energy um and we talk a lot about this in the etna series and here i'm going into the uh, promotion for the new events but the etna series is so powerful because in a 10-week process through 10 different uh, kind of, I want to say, uh, carefully, consciously, divinely created materials, we help us reconsider and re-identify and reevaluate ourselves in a way that firmly plugs us into our humanity. That's the experience we're having right now, you guys. If you didn't want to be in the human spirit, um, if you didn't want to be experiencing your eternal energy in a human spirit, then you wouldn't be here right now. So why are so many just so interested in this version of ascension where they get to leave the human body suit? When do I get to go home? That kind of thing. This is your home for now <laughs> in your consciousness. So why not make it the best we can, right? I feel like that's why we're here. We didn't just get plunked down here. Um, Anyway, that's not my truth. I'm getting into a lot of different value systems. Sorry about that. Anyway, that's just not what I believe. So in our reevaluation of everything in the Etna series, we offer another way of experiencing ourselves. And I love that it has been so radically transformative and so empowering and so upward spiraling and so, you know, prompting such amazing evolution um, in so many different individuals from all different backgrounds, all different ages, all different parts of the world, all different belief systems, all different backgrounds in terms of spiritual teachings, all different backgrounds or lack thereof, by the way, in terms of spiritual teachings, um, all different backgrounds in terms of experience, um, level of experience with their, what they would call, probably we would all call our spiritual path or awakening process. Some, you know, have taken the series with only having been awakened within like a year. Some, like for decades, have been on their spiritual journey, and they get something amazing and unique out of it. We're not, in that series, we are not telling people what they are. We are helping you deconstruct in a way that is not painful, that's actually graceful and loving, and, and that sense that I had in the shower that day of, Ah, the universe does understand knots and and uns and negatives and <laughs> the the and not that's just affirmative. <laughs> it was freeing. It didn't it didn't hurt that awareness. You know that awareness coming to me was like, oh, it hurts. I want it to be affirmative. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, that does make sense. That the universe, the cosmos, the source ness of the of everything uh, that also created this reality would get that there is a yes and a no <laughs> anyway so that's kind of one little vert we have little things like that that are huge all over the place in each of these 10 sessions 
So the Aetna series is Embracing the New Energy series. I don't know what to call it, and I'm sorry if that name bothers some of you. I actually don't love it anymore either. I don't know what to call it. Um, I have a really hard time coming up with names because the names never seem to adequately describe or fit what we actually are offering and sharing and presenting and inviting others into. So, yeah, it gets fun. <laughs> I do love the human language and I love the English language. I love it, love it, love it. I love the the riddles and what we were just doing there with resource, resources, re hyphen source. God, I just I love it. And I didn't even take Latin. <laughs> I just love it. The deconstruction of words and what they really mean. Mm. Yeah, fun, fun, fun. Okay. <sighs> okay. We didn't do a meditation. Damn it. Okay, hang on. Oh, let's do this. Okay, yes, I like that idea. Okay, so what just came to me is let's go through the other current events, um, or, or yeah, uh, things that are coming up, so forth, calendar of events, if you will, and then we'll end with the meditation, and that way we can leave you with that opportunity to feel the expansiveness of you and your sourceness um, and just leave you in that state, and then you can do with it whatever you wish to do. Okay. All right, so the Aetna series, we have different ones that start off at different times. There's the a la carte series that's always available, and that's just individual sessions. Um, those I recorded in 2010, 2011. Um, and my beliefs have evolved a lot since then. So there are some things in the 2011 original a la carte series that I, part of me actually doesn't even want them to be up anymore. But I also understand um, and value free will and sovereignty that if somebody is still led to that version of the series or even just trying out a couple, that there is divine purpose in that because we are divine energy operating in different ways. So whether it's a anyway, it doesn't matter. But so I still feel like it is beneficial. I still hear amazingly positive feedback that it is expansive for some based on where they are. So. But <laughs> um, starting at the end of 2013, I re like revived the series in a way. Re hyphen vive, vive. That's so fun. Um, so I resurrected really the series and I recreated a lot of it. Um, I shared it live. I did it in a totally different way. And that's the Etna series um, in the new way where it's a 10 week, I call it light body activation. I know that word is going to be like, ah, to some people. I, again, I don't know what to call it. It's a 10 week evolutionary cycle, a 10 week evolutionary jumpstart. Call it what you will. <laughs> it's 10 weeks of amazing goodness <laughs> and expansiveness. Um, and deep aha moments. <laughs> so in this 10-week series, what we do is um, there's a, a newer recording. Um, and so far, I'm, re I'm recording them for each week. There may be some that I love still from the end of 2013 that I just kind of plunk in there for new series as they come up in different 10-week cycles. But um, it's the newer material. We have a one-hour QDNA time um, together where we get to discuss it. You can ask questions. We can, um, you know, share our individual insights and comments about certain things, our own personal interpretations and experiences. So that part's fun. Um, it's all online. So none of it is done in person because not many, none of the people leave, people live here in Boise, Idaho, for me to feel like it's productive when I know that it's supposed to be globally accessible. So, um, 
It's all online. It's 10 weeks. Um, I also provide the notes, and I don't do that in the a la carte series. So this is a very unique sharing with the Aetna series that I actually have really carefully like downloaded or uploaded from my highest Ah, those words I just don't like anymore for my expanded self, that knowingness of Jill that wasn't trained in a human way um, where divine wisdom and revelation just kind of comes to me. I wrote it all. So a lot of the video is actually me reading those notes, which is weird, but there's still a lot of energy there. Don't freak out. It's still good. Um, but then you have the notes. So there were some people in the series from the January through March group and the October through December group. Um, that would read the notes and then watch the video. And there's also an audio file too. So there's all these different formats and the energy in all of them is slightly, you know, it's it's packaged differently because of the different media formats we have. So it's experienced differently. So there's all these different layers of revelation from you that come through the work that we offer. Okay? Pretty cool stuff. So a new 10-week series is launching this week on May 1st. And I think even if you started by May 10th, you'd be fine. Um, so that kicks off um, soon. And another deadline to know about, that word deadline is just so heinous, <laughs> a deadline. We have a due date if you want to get in on the discounted price for the Platinum Age Retreat in Park City, Utah in September of this year, 2014. Um, I would love to have you join us. There's only 22 spots total, and I, I don't keep track of the numbers, but I know a lot of them are already taken. So if you want the discounted price, that um, discounted rate expires on May 1, which is just like two days away, I think. So you want to get on that if you want to get a spot um, that's left and get it at the discounted rate. Ah, oh, that's two weeks of just, or excuse me, two weeks. God, I wish it was two weeks, two days, two days of yummy, yummy goodness um, where it's very participative. We're all doing things together. It is a lot of kind of visualizations that I'm guiding, and then we're all involved in different things on a very, I'm going to use the word quantum level because the experiences that we have and the, I want to say work that we're asked to do on the etheric or metaphysical levels of our energy fields is so game changing. And I just, I can't wait for us all to realize how game-changing we actually are in this reality. And that goes back to John's question about weight, because it matters. <sighs> Everything matters. And the retreat for me is just a, one other way of sharing it um, in terms of the work that I offer and that I uh, share and provide and love to do. Okay, what else is happening? Um, I apologize for missing the gifted webinar in March. I, with the move and packing, and then I was trying to get, I was trying to get the gifted webinar out before we were going to Cabo San Lucas. My family and I went for spring break, um, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then in April, I didn't share until now. I did the remembering workshop though, and that was really good. I thought in April, but all throughout this grand cardinal cross and all that stuff, I did never studied astrology. I appreciate it, but I. Was was just so like not feeling led to chime in in terms of what we thought it meant um, or what what it was supposed to mean for everybody and I don't think others were doing that necessarily either but anyway I was just so led to just kind of do my thing and you know have my ride and do my work and in the other ways that I share and private sessions and all that good stuff and just enjoy it um, and do my own kind of re-foundationing, restructuring as I was doing with the house and the car and the, apparently the computer screen. <laughs> um, April was amazing. 
and there's still two days left. Um, and it's just a sign of what's to come. The new beginnings that we're setting in motion, the new endings that we are setting in motion for ourselves, where we are literally um, like creating new endings to old dramas, to timeless dramas sometimes. Oh, you guys, that's so big. And it is so much a part of my structure that I do not want to become um, a crutch. So there are times when I'm like, uh, when I realize that people want me to share something or they want me to kind of chime in on something and I just kind of like, oh, I don't know. And I'm not trying to ignore and deny that I have an opinion about things, but there I just really want more than anything else to spark that sovereignty in you that is so glorious and such a perfect, unique representation of source energy that you are. And the more that anything that I can do, or maybe not do, to promote that and help you feel that and experience that more and more, that's what I love. So when I in some way feel like my chiming in is just going to be another kind of um, opinion on the shelf of how amazing April is, that I don't even know if it's really going to be useful because it's just like uh, water cooler talk. It's just, you know, uh, it doesn't change any in some cases some people it doesn't even change their behavior it's just well so and so said or i just read and it doesn't get down into the lower shock orientation of making it real making it your own in your physical human bodysuit then i'm kind of not interested in just being more kind of fodder of of spiritualism or whatever it's counted as consciousness raising whatever camp somebody puts me in i I just, we're here for so much more than that. So I honor the role that all of us have in this experience and the opportunities that we have. And sometimes when I go dark, if you will, it's not that I'm in the dark. I'm having my own amazing experience too as Jill. And April has been amazing. The conversations that I'm having with myself are amazing. I love it. Um, I love what's going on right now. I love what I'm seeing going on. And when I'm talking with clients in private session and just friends, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. And we're sharing notes about what it's like for each of us. I love it. Now, did I also have other kind of, I want to say, 3D physical reasons for for kind of going under and going in um, with the move and other things going on? Yes, I had a lot of, a lot of excuses, but I also feel like they weren't the cause for me not sharing as much. Um, they were, it was a quantum cause and effect simultaneously. If you need to restructure, even if you have responsibilities that you, they're an expectation that others have of you, please always be willing to revisit what you are going to hold yourself accountable to and what you feel is in your highest good. And I feel like then we can allow it to be for others' highest good, but it doesn't have to be. That's up to them. That's that's where your authority and responsibility ends. Is you we can't decide what's in somebody else's highest good. We can offer what we know is in our highest good and with intentions of it not being for anyone's lowest good. <laughs> what would that be? Highest bad? <laughs> what's the opposite of highest good? Lowest bad. Lowest low. <laughs> kind of a fun thing to think about. <laughs> Let's just contemplate that over wine sometime. <laughs> wine and drinks. Okay. <laughs> God, it's having so much fun. 
I hope you guys are too. I hope you're having fun. And that doesn't mean that we're not serious as, with things that are serious of a serious nature. But please don't forget to have fun and smile and laugh at yourself and laugh at our silly human ways sometimes, not out of judgment or ridicule, but just because, God, we're so silly sometimes, so that we can recreate and not be so unconscious. Okay, very good. All right. Okay, let me see if I got to everything in terms of upcoming events. We do have the new website. Some of you are already on it. Um, it's not done yet. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't probably even be releasing it because it's not all the way ready. And I, God, I hope the payments and everything are working. I am so nonlinear at this point in a almost irresponsible way, possibly. Um, sorry about that. So jillreneefeeler.com is the new website. It is gorgeous. I love my website designer, Adrian. Hi, Adrian. I9 design. The the letter I and then the number nine and then design.com. He is good and he's very patient with me because I, I go really, really in and I'm like, oh, let's get the website done. And then months later, I'm like still still doing my to-do list because other things come up. Anyway, so uh, there's a lot here. Joey, my amazing admin, admin assistant, um, has been awesome at kind of populating all the stuff. But if something doesn't work, please just let us know. And, and I apologize in advance if something is broken that you need from the new site. The old site's still here. <laughs> uh, beaconforlightworkers.com. And on this one, I know for the um, like the part the Platinum Age retreat in Park City, the payments is working where you can uh, pay in like in installments. And I don't think on the new site I have that figured out yet. So I'm sorry, I just couldn't wait anymore. Damn it! <laughs> it just it's so flipping gorgeous. I had to share it, even though not all the not all the T's are crossed or I's dotted. But we'll get there. We'll get there. And if you do see something literally that's not working or that you, you know isn't probably what I meant to do, send me an email at jill at jillreneefeeler.com because <laughs> we got the new email set up a couple weeks ago. Anyway, I'm just rolling with it, people. I'm giving myself a lot of latitude for mistakes along the way so and taking responsibility for them when I make them. All right. <sighs> okay, let's do a brief meditation, activation, activation, whatever, whatever you want to call it. <sighs> okay, please close your eyes. Get comfortable and relaxed. <sighs> the reason closing our eyes, even if you're watching the video in the archive, is so important is that we are so addicted to our five human senses. And our five human senses can only experience the energy in the physical realms. So we have a whole other set of senses, and it's not just the clairs, my folks, uh, my friends, that is way more than just those that we even have names for yet. Your eternal energy operates on levels that are way beyond just the physical, but it includes the physical. So we need the five human senses. And when we are going into a state of awareness and experiencing ourselves that is deeper and wider, more expansive of multiple ranges of energy patterns and frequency ranges, etc. It's good to close your eyes and come up with any other tricks that you can <clears throat> for going deep within yourself. Okay, so please close your eyes, take some nice deep breaths. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have to clear my throat. All right. Okay. Please imagine a sphere.
sphere of energy, perfectly whole, a perfect sphere, a ball of clear and divine energy. That is your vehicle for this journey. And your awareness right now is at the center of that ball, of that sphere. It's not in a corner. It's not at the edge. It's not outside the edge into someone else's field. It's centered and rooted perfectly and divinely the center of you. You may have a some sort of awareness or maybe even a tingly kind of sensation right below your heart chakra there is a divine connection point between the lower chakra system and the upper chakra system that almost like there's like an infinity symbol that runs and the the fulcrum i think you'd say uh the connection point of that the balancing uh mechanism of that is at this space balancing our eternal energy and our etheric energy with the seemingly limited energy of the of the human experience and the physical layers of energy here synchronizing and harmonizing harmonic frequencies balancing us not just with what we know from our human experience but what we have access to knowing as eternal energy that is even beyond the concept of a soul. Ah, oh, nicely done. Now, it's okay if you don't uh, kind of understand this or get this, but there is an infinity symbol that I'm visualizing here that is connecting right below our, our breastbone, probably about two inches below the breastbone. And that infinity symbol is running its energy and then it started to spin so the upper the upper portion of the infinity symbol is circulating circulating in a counterclockwise manner if you were to look down on yourself but we're not out of body because we don't need to be and i don't recommend it um so if you were to look down on your field it would be in a counterclockwise rotation and the lower portion of the infinity symbol if you were to look down at it is rotating in a clockwise rotation further balancing, further stabilizing. (sighs) Your source energy and your human experience. Balancing the all that is that you have access to as eternal energy and stabilizing the reflection, the representation of that in physical form, which is your human. It's not that we are more than our humanness. It's that our humanness is so much more than what we thought it was and what we dreamed it could be. So yes, your eternal energy created the concept and the blueprints for a human (laughs) being. And now you are experiencing, you are being human, you are experiencing humanity, the creator and the creation. And we are reunifying 
you as the creation of you, with the creator of you. Oh, my God, this is big. Okay. Okay, now please oh, outstretch your arms to the sides, almost like kind of like em- embracing, kind of like oh, the energy in front of you and around you. Okay, so open up your arms, have your palms up. And please just visualize in front of you these really cool-looking crystalline cylinders. Okay, and they've got all these different kind of color patterns to them. I'm going to use my water bottle as an example. I love these little water bottles. Um, They're actually not little, though they're big. And there's all these different colors. So there's the visible spectrum of light for each of these um, columns. And then there's the invisible spectrum of light relative to the human eye anyway that are also represented here. And those we're going to have represent all of the different layers of infrastructure for humanity that have been set in motion for the separation age and continue and live on today. (sighs) Okay. Ah, they just said an important distinction, Jill. So the visible spectrum are the, 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 uh, we're going to use the word remnant, remnant structures that exist today. The invisible spectrum, um, the invisible uh, columns, uh, containers are uh, maybe f- long ago infrastructures that uh, p- perhaps we could benefit from, or ideologies that we would um, that behoove us to become consciously aware, consciously aware of again, our ancestral heritage, and maybe voices from our DNA, um, our genetic record that that wish to represent themselves and speak out and cry out maybe and rejoice or or caution us that we can listen to that and not be overtaken by it, but just observing it and discerning for ourselves what what we wish to interpret and perceive as a result. Okay. Okay, so with our arms open and our hands up, what we are basically, we are invoking the ownership and really responsibility and also opportunity for taking responsibility for um, the human experience and all of the infrastructures that support it and that we have authority to create it, uh, the infrastructures, in a manner that truly and authentically does support our divine spirit as we uniquely are interpreting it. So each of us would be interpreting that differently, and that is okay. Okay, again, hands out. Nice deep breath. All of these structures, we are reminded, were set in motion for a human experience to be offered. And whenever we are not liking that, that what is being offered, it is within our authority to recreate and reconsider what could work better and reevaluate as you go. Don't become hinged to a decision in an inflexible way that limits you from further progression, further evolution, as you have further evidence, as you create evidence as you go. You won't always have evidence as a pioneering spirit. You create evidence as you pioneer. Okay, so facts and figures are wonderful, but sometimes as pioneers, they're not available. You've got to go with what you have, but do so in a responsible manner. Nice deep breath. And now just in, just embracing your energy field in all of those crystalline layers, all that they represent, all of the infrastructures supporting humanity, 
and just bring your your hands um, one hand over the other so that your it's almost like your fingertips are touching the opposite shoulders. And I'm asked to offer these words if you wish to repeat them with us. As eternal spirit in human form, I embrace my humanity and I celebrate the human experience and all that it offers, all that it has offered, and all that it will offer. Me and all future generations. I take responsibility for my energy field, for my values, how they are portrayed and acted upon and made physical through my human. I have authority over this process. I reclaim and restore all authority needed over me for what I deem my highest good. And I celebrate every other human that is making the same reclamation for themselves. And I honor their creations, their value systems. And I support systems and creations and new ideas that align with my personal values and what I want to set in motion for myself and others who share my value systems in a way that does not impose my values on others, which would just be a revolution, which I am not here to support. Authentic restoration, authentic, got to say that word again, authentic resurrection of sovereignty for human, from human, by human. And so it is. Oh, oh I just felt this huge release for a lot of a lot of a lot of this group. Um, release from Savior Codes, Savior Programs, which hijack sovereignty in a really, really disturbing way. Um, perfect separation, though. <laughs> perfect recipe for separation. Okay, I I apologize for going over, and yet I don't apologize for going over. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for today. I knew, I knew it. I knew I was going to love uh, sharing from this new space. I, I loved my old house, um, and I'm so excited for the family that gets to enjoy that, and hopefully and we enjoyed it for 11 years. It's all tuned up with the energy that we like anyway. They may hate it. <laughs> um 
but I was so excited for the the energy that we were creating literally in the new house and where it is. And um, I, I just love it here. Uh, it's acclimating to us. And I was actually sick on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, the day after moving in, that was not convenient. Um, but a major, you know, any headache and bleh, not feeling well. Michael Dake, thank you for your help with that. Um, but I could tell I was literally like down for the count tuning literally the energy there were probably a lot of other things going on too but um i was i needed to tune this space like hardcore um to what we are as as a as my family unit and then we're individuals as well of course and we celebrate our diversity there but uh, anyway so i i knew it was going to be it was going to feel to me anyway really special to share from the space. And thank you, Georgia, for sharing her room. I may move rooms, do it from different rooms in the house as we go. But anyway, thank you so much. I I love you so much. I love what makes you unique. And I, I mean it. I don't want to coerce you or subvert you into a vanilla version of something other than you. Not that there's anything wrong with vanilla, <laughs> but you know what I mean. The euphemism of, of vanilla. Um, be crazy. Be be weird. Be unique. Be independent. Be your unique, amazing self. Being otherwise is draining um, and not as much fun. So it's it's totally good that we align with certain people on certain things. But when you see somebody that's exactly like you, you are not looking at everything because there's no one exactly like you. You are missing something. <laughs> um, there's no other version of you. That's why I get so excited because I can't wait to see and witness who you really are, knowing how amazing you already are. We are unleashing more and more of that limitless potential that the human spirit authentically is. And what you will create and set in motion may not even be what I like, but I know it's going to be unique to you. And we will test ourselves in how much we can really appreciate and accept diversity authentically, not in this you know, politically correct manner that isn't <laughs> diversity at all. <laughs> it's programming. Um, I just can't wait to see what sovereign looks like for you in your humanness. I'm so supremely and juicy excited about that. Okay? <sighs> okay. I love you. <sighs> Very good. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Until next time. I plan on having a gifted webinar <laughs> for the month of May. And wherever, whenever you're listening to this, please just know that you, you, you heard this in layers of you that were beyond the time-space continuum anyway. So you made this as relevant as you needed to, no matter when you heard this or when you um, saw this or however you experienced this. Okay? I love you. <sighs> I love you. Ciao for now. Bye-bye.